Welcome to Honest Money, your best guide to financial freedom. I'm Warren Ingram, the author of a few best-selling books, and I'm also an award-winning financial planner, and I've helped thousands of people on their journey to financial freedom. I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I am here to share my experience and the best ideas that I've learned, and I hope these ideas help you on your journey to financial freedom. Hi, Warren. I have a question regarding feeder funds versus investing directly offshore. If you were to invest a certain amount of rands into a feeder fund, let's say, for example, the MSCI world, and you were to invest the same amount of rands in dollars uh, directly offshore into the MSCI world ETF of a different fund manager, for example, is the effect on of the exchange rate, would that effect be the same in terms of your actual rand value that you get at the end of the day? Thank you. Thank you very much for your question on feeder funds. I think that's a, um, it's a really interesting topic at the moment. A lot of people are looking at overseas investments and trying to find the best way and the easiest way for them to get uh, offshore exposure. So, so for those listeners who don't know what a feeder fund is, just to explain that quickly, a feeder fund is, is basically a, a RAND-based investment that is 100% invested overseas. So very simply, let's say you want to buy um, you want to buy the world stock market. So you want to buy the the MSCI World Index. You can buy uh, an, an investment like that on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. You know you can open up an account at a stockbroker and and say let me buy the MSCI World uh, ETF. And you can do that with you know small amounts from fifty bucks or hundred bucks. And that whole amount will be invested in rands. But then all of that money will be invested overseas in the MSCI World Index, which is a dollar-denominated investment, although it's invested in shares from America all the way to Japan. So a feeder fund is simply something that does invest overseas, but when you eventually want the money back again, it's going to be paid out to you in rands in your bank account. So the difference then between that and, for example, a dollar-denominated exchange-traded fund or MSCI World Index fund, is that you're going to take your your rands, you're going to convert them to dollars at a bank, you're going to send those dollars overseas, you're going to then uh, buy an investment with either you know, a unit trust company or an index provider or an overseas stockbroker, and then you'll end up buying your dollar-denominated uh, MSCI World Index over there. When you decide to sell that index one day, the money will be paid out to your dollar investment, and you will still have the dollars. If you decide then to bring that money back into South Africa one day, then that will be your decision and you'll bring that money from dollars back into rands at the exchange rates at the time. So, so I think that there are two quite different uh, ways of investing. But the answer to your question, would you get the, uh, the, the exchange rate benefit um, of, of a feeder fund? Yes, you would. So, so just to explain, if you bought uh, an investment in dollars in a feeder fund and the rand dollar was, let's say, 15 rand to the dollar, and in five years time, you decided to sell that investment. If the rand was then at 30 rand to the dollar, you would get the benefit of that, that doubling of the exchange rate in your favor. However, if, if the rand goes from 15 rand to 7 rand 50 in five years time, then you, your, your, you would benefit or lose half of the value as well because the exchange rate has gone against you by 50%. So, so you are going to be exposed to the currency uh, of the rand dollar over that time as well as whatever the investment is that you've chosen on the other side. So if the MSCI World Index doubles over five years 
and the rand goes from 15 to 30 to the dollar, then your investment could go up by 200%. Uh, so so that, just to explain that as a context, which way is better? Um, I think that's always a, a dependent on size. So for example, if you've got a thousand rand to invest per month, I, I think a feeder fund is better because the, the costs of converting your rands into dollars at the banks is quite high. So when you're doing smaller amounts of money, um, you know, to, to then do a monthly debit order into a feeder fund, I think it makes a lot more sense. And then every few years, you can decide to sell that, that, uh, that whole investment, convert the rands into dollars and send the money out if that's what your preference is. For investors with larger amounts of money, and, and I think larger amounts of money is somewhere around a million rand or more, it makes sense to actually convert your rands into dollars and send the money out. Just be careful of exchange rates, of course, you know, I think uh, for, 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 for now, for the year of 2021, I think somewhere around 15 rand to 15 rand 50 to the dollar is a good exchange rate. Thanks so much for your question. I, I, I love those. Hi, Warren. Tandy here. I just wanted to know whether, where should I invest my money currently? Is an investment property still an option? Hi, Tandy. Uh, that's a fabulous question. Thanks so much. I think it's a, it's a question that a lot of people are asking at the moment. You know, if you're talking about is it a good time to buy an investment property? Um, so, so let's talk through the, the, all the different factors that could, well, not all, but most of the big factors that I can think of that will impact a decision like that. Firstly, interest rates are low now, and, and that means that if you're going to borrow money, which most of us would have to do from the bank uh, to, to be able to afford to buy an investment property, then that property is going to be a bit more affordable now where interest rates are low. So I think that that's a very positive uh, factor in favor of buying an investment property in, in the current uh, economic times. It also means that if interest rates stay low for another two or three years, that it, it will help drive property prices higher because if rates stay low, it means that properties are generally just a little bit more affordable for people who might have just not been able to afford them when interest rates were at 10%. But now at 9 or 8%, they can afford to, to, to get a bond and to actually pay off that property over time. So, so I think that that, that will help a, a property investor. The, the other thing is that I think there are a lot of people who, who are looking to, to get into property at the moment as a, as a tenant. You know, they're scared of losing their jobs or something like that. And so they would be natural property renters rather than property buyers. And so you might have a bit of demand for property, but I think you just need to be careful where, what, what sort of side of the market that, you, that, that you're looking at. In other words, I wouldn't be investing in expensive properties where you want to rent the thing out for you know, 30 or 60 or 90,000 rand a month. I think that you know, at, the, at the lower end of the market where, where rentals are six to 10,000 rand a month is probably where the demand is greatest and, and where, the, where there is an opportunity. I think on the other side of that, you just need to know. So, what are the what are the downsides of looking at an investment property? The the one concern I have is that you know if, if the property wasn't affordable for you two or three years ago because interest rates were were higher, and you can now afford it, you have to be prepared that interest rates will rise again. And I, you know, and I think it may be two or three years time. And and you just need to know that you'll be able to to afford to repay the the, the mortgage on the property at that time if interest rates go up you know the last thing that you want to happen is you lose a tenant and you can't afford to pay for the the, the bond at that point so, so just be careful of rising interest rates 
And then I think the other the other big factor that's worrying me is you know the the, the economy has really taken a hiding you know even before COVID and then we had COVID which has just made it much worse. And so I'm really worried that there are a lot of people in South Africa who, who previously were employed who now might be out of jobs. And and so if you're if you're a property investor, one of the things you're going to need are are tenants. And if there are fewer fewer tenants that are able to afford to to rent properties, then that means that. There are lots of owners of properties who are desperately looking for tenants, and that means they're going to drop the price of the rent to, to, to try and get uh, incentivized tenants to come in and rent from them. So you could be in a position where your tenant, uh, you know, you might get tenants, but they're only going to pay, you know, two thirds of what they would have paid in rent two years ago. In other words, if they were paying 10,000 rand a month two years ago, they might now come to you and say, I'm happy to rent the same apartment, but I'm only going to pay six and a half or 7,000 rand a month. Uh, and that might be devastating to your financial position. So, so I think it is a it is a good time, but you just need to be really prudent with your money. Make sure that you've got a lot of extra cash available uh, to 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 pay for rent if someone or to pay for your mortgage. Sorry, if someone leaves and isn't able to pay you rent, and then I think you also need to do a lot of homework on the tenants. You know, I think in in these conditions where where, where economic times are tough. There are going to be a lot of people who, who might only be able to afford to pay your rent for a couple of months and then they're going to be stuck. And it's going to cost you a fortune to try and get, um, you know, get that tenant out and get a new tenant in. So, so I think you need to have a lot of emergency funds available extra for, for these kinds of economic conditions that we're in now. But I do think it's a buying opportunity. And I think if you do your homework correctly and you focus on, on the lower end of the, of the renter's market, uh, you, you might have a, a good opportunity there. For me personally, I, I tend to stay away from property just because I think it's putting a, a lot of eggs into one basket, and you know I prefer to to buy shares and and have you know a, a global spread of local and international investments. But but for people who have an affinity for property that that are happy to do the homework of, of buying and, and understanding where to buy, that this might be a good time for for a savvy property investor. If you decide to go ahead, good luck. We we would love to hear from you in the future. Thank you for listening to Honest Money. If you have any questions, you're welcome to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Warren Ingram. Don't forget to subscribe. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Chat soon.